What's going on, Jared? Hey, hey, good morning. How are you? I'm doing great, man. In here early, got cousin Spencer back there, packing up nice. products. <laughs> Nothing changed. Yeah, no, yep, Saturday morning. I don't know, we got a ton of FBA stuff back there. We, we're not taking a three-day weekend, so awesome. not even taking a one-day weekend. How about you? You guys working? Uh, this yeah, weekend? I'm, getting, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get into it a little in a little bit. Yeah, uh, having having a slow morning. Hey, but, uh, just getting, getting my morning routine in and stuff like that. Absolutely. Looking forward to doing this. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny that you say that. I've actually been um, for the last probably month. I I had a really strict morning routine that I was on, and uh, I haven't been following it at all. So I kind of have mixed. You know, I've mixed it. Like, part of me is like, you know, why the hell aren't you doing your morning routine? And then the other part, is, part of me is like, you know, you got the point. Just get up and go. Like, you know, like, so, it, I don't know. We'll see. That's that's interesting that you brought that up because uh, I think I think morning routines are super, super important. And I followed one for a long time and it helped me out a lot. Um, but lately I haven't been following it that much. Yeah, I think that's uh, definitely morning routine is something that we definitely want to um, get into today also so mm-hmm. um, happy to hear a little insight into uh, your thoughts on that well what is your morning routine so my morning routine um, I actually I try to tweak it every once in a while yes um, I haven't been doing it for a long time but it's something that um, I really like because it basically uh, instead of it's basically like a to-do list, right? Mm-hmm. A small to-do list in the morning that makes me feel like I'm accomplishing something, mm-hmm. and then I can go and start my day and feel like I already have something under my belt and already got some. I like that. So, uh, more specifically, my morning routine is I wake up, um, read my goal card, which basically just like a little sense of like what my big goal is that I'm trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. Um, then I like to make my bed, and then I like to visualize winning the day. And what mm. that means is basically just thinking about what I need to do today, um, trying to put some emotion into it if possible, where like I try to feel like what is what is it going to feel like after I accomplish mm-hmm. um, these things for the day. Um, then I go and drink two cups of water, usually like 20 ounces of water. And then so this is this is like my last month's one morning routine. Then uh, number four actually was inspired by you, uh, which was to do uh, yoga with Adrian. Mm. Yeah, she's the, she's the so, goat. She's good, man. She's great. Yeah, I've been slacking on my yoga, though. That's all right. But I was into it heavy for a while. (laughs) So. It's hard to keep up with everything. uh, Yeah, it is. It is. uh, You know, you study Tony Robbins, don't you? Yeah. Because I I can tell because uh, the part of the morning routine where you say you try to really feel it and step into the moment, um, that's part of my morning routine as well um that i got that was inspired from tony robbins so pretty much what mine was for uh, a while i like i said i've been slacking but uh what it is is it's uh, some sort of breathing exercise so um that is there's one a tony robbins one where you and that really dramatic breathing so the the breath is like the kite of uh of our of our body right and our mind the, the breath can control so much that goes on neurologically. <clears throat> so I start with either that or the Wim Hof method. I don't know if you ever studied Wim Hof at all. <clears throat> yeah. The Wim Hof breathing method. Um, that one just takes so long. It take, like For me to get through it, it takes about 30 minutes. 
So that's the issue for the morning. I was doing it, but uh, like it's just a big commitment. So the Tony Robbins one is much quicker. You do three sets of 30 and you're good to go. But then what you're doing uh, in between those is uh, I'm, I'm thinking of things, three things. I do it for a minute each, three things that I'm extremely grateful for. And I really, and, I, and so it's a two-part thing. You, well, three-part. You identify it. And then you ask why, like you literally have this inner dialogue with yourself. You're like, why am I grateful for this? And you name all the reasons. And then you say, how does that make me feel? And then you really like, you know, and that, and that helps you really step in a moment. Like, you know, like I said, I haven't been doing it the last week or two, but like every time, every morning, I mean, I would like tear up because I'm like, so I'm like, so in that mode, you know what I mean? So, and then, uh, and then also I end it with, uh, I visualize three things that I'm going to accomplish, uh, whether they're a week from now or a year from now, and I consider them already done. And I also step into that moment and feel how that makes me feel. And, uh, that I love that part. So yeah. Mindset, man. I I love that you said that you, uh, feel like they're already done because I think that's really important also is, um, when you tell yourself like, oh, I'm going to do, you know, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going mm-hmm. to get fit. I'm going to, what you're telling yourself is really that you haven't done it and you're not that person. Yeah. But when you, you know, you're making a, you're telling yourself that maybe in the, in the future at some point you're, you're going to get to it. Right. But when you, but when you feel like it's already happened, then you're already that person. You're already losing yeah. weight. You're already getting fit. You're already being successful at whatever, whatever you're trying to achieve. So I think that's a great point that you brought up. Yeah, and you know, I think, um, you know, that can sometimes be confused with delusion in certain instances, but you got to really believe it. Then it's not delusion. If you really believe it, you know, it's easy to go through an exercise like that and have somebody, you know, because you can like listen to this guided morning routine on YouTube with Tony Robbins saying it, and it'd be very easy for him to guide you through it and you to be like, oh yeah, I'd like to do this. Like... If you don't truly believe it, it's it's not going to work, you know? Like, I, I totally believe in speaking things into existence, into manifesting things into reality, but uh, if you don't truly believe it and aren't willing to put in the work to get there, then that's it's not going to work. So, but I, I do think it's a super important thing. Uh, like, for me, like, I was just having a conversation with my friend Sam last night. Uh, you know, we were talking about, you know, TikTok and, you know, hacking culture and attention and everything. And I said, Sam, in 20 years, you're going to tell people that you knew me before it all. It's just true. It's just how I feel. Like, it's already in my head. I'm just like, yeah, just like, I'm going to, I'm going to be, I'm going to be that dude. Just give me 20 years. Like, that's all. Like, it's done though. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I truly believe yeah. it. So, uh, that's just an example. I truly believe in everything that I think about. That's that's a that's a really uh, good way to, to go about it because I, and I love that you gave yourself an ample timeline. You know, not saying that you're going to beat that guy in you know six months, right? Like Twenty years. Yeah, you know, and, uh, I'm focused on the long tail. Yeah. You know, I'm. I mean, yeah, I think a lot too many people are focused on short term and they forget. You know, there's a saying that I'm not crazy about, but it goes: uh, too many people overestimate what they can do in a year and underestimate what they can do in a decade. Tony Robbins. Yeah. Yep. Is, is that him? Yeah, yeah, it is, and it's true. Oh. I agree with that. Yeah, it's true. Uh, but I think that I think one thing I would kind of chop it down a little bit because a decade 
it's hard to sometimes hard to wrap your head around a decade. It's sometimes hard to wrap your head around like doing being consistent for that long. Mm-hmm. So so mentally, I think I think a better saying would be like you know you overestimate what you can do in a month, but you underestimate what you can do in a year. Yeah, and in, in a year you can completely transform your body or your business or whatever. Oh it is your yeah. Or your life. Yeah. Oh my God, Michael. I mean, this time last year. Wow. I can't even, exactly. I can't even, I can't, I mean, we would be here all day if I went into how different my, uh, how my life has been, <laughs> how much my life has changed in the last year. I mean, th- this time last year, I was not selling, I wasn't even selling on Amazon this time last year. This time last year, I had uh, an overdrafted bank account, straight up, like, I, I, had, I had a car that was ready to fall apart. Uh, I was pretty much homeless because I was back and forth between Caleb's house and my parents' house because I didn't want to be at my parents' house anymore because I was 21 years old and I was like, you know what I mean? And I was, I mean, shit, man. Yeah, you're absolutely right. A lot can change in a year. A lot can change in nine months, six months. Um, But, you know, and I think it comes down to self-awareness. Like, you know, some people can visualize 10 years down the road and other people do better focusing a month or six months uh, ahead, so I think you just got to find what works for you. Um, but if you're not setting goals at all, then you're never going to figure that out. Yeah, I think it's important to, to set goals. Goals are really important. That's uh, something that I have not been great at uh, is setting goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was younger, I used to think like setting goals is stupid because why would you say you want to get here when you can just do you know work as hard as you can, whatever? Maybe you'll get past it. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, if you don't set a goal or if you don't set even a goal for the day, then you never really know when you've accomplished it. You never really know when you're successful. Yeah. And I think that's a big thing is that you, you need to set a, set a bar and then achieve it and then feel good and build your confidence. That, you know, you said you're going to do it and you, and you do it. Yes. And then that'll kind of um, give you momentum to set a bigger goal or you can set the next goal and, and keep moving. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um I'll never forget the first person that I ever heard say this was Eric Thomas, and it it changed the direction of my life. He said, without a clear vision of where you want to be, how in the hell are you going to get there? And and ever since then, it it really changed the way I thought about things, because it was like, because I always, since a young age, I always uh, had a feel like I always wanted success. I always wanted, you know at all I always wanted you know what I mean I always wanted to to build something something worth being proud of um but I never knew exactly what it was and that's why I you know part of the reason it's not the only reason it's part of the reason like I took L's my whole life up until like nine months ago like I I got very few wins uh in my first 21 years um I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you right there for a second because you're obviously completely wrong (laughs) <laughs> and I think I think what I think what's changed is not that you started getting W's, but that you're going back to the topic of today. Your mindset changed. You started appreciating your W's, and um, I mean, you know, I, I know you have a young daughter mm-hmm. that um, I know you're very proud of and mm-hmm. love her dearly. And I think that I'm 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 not gonna put words in your mouth, but I'm sure you would agree that that's a huge W, right? Absolutely, uh, probably one of the best things to happen to you in your life yes it is the greatest thing that ever happened to me yeah um listen and also 
<laughs> what I meant by I that. Just want to say one more thing. Okay. Also, your your uh, personal training and your fitness and stuff like that. That was a huge W. I'm sure that you know that was an overnight success and something that took you a lot, a lot of time and effort. Yes. And yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, you're so right. I think, I think maybe maybe you've been focusing more on personal development more recently, and that's why you started realizing that you're having these W's more recently, and and you weren't focusing on them. I don't know. Yeah. No. Yeah. You're right. You you make a good point. Um. It's not that I didn't have any W's, but you got to just like just some context. Like I was a horrible student. Right. And like so I'm from a small town where it's either uh, where I come from a small town where nobody's parents went to college. okay? so and so college is put on a huge pedestal where I'm from. College and sports are put on a huge pedestal. So. When you're 14 years old, punting school in eighth grade, I literally dropped it and punted it and said, I don't give a fuck. That's seriously what I did. Um, and then also when you're not into sports, uh, yeah, it, like my school years, I had very, very few W's. But uh, then right when I got out of school, like I had my daughter, um, you know, I started my own personal training business and like, you know, I had, you know, things got definitely got better. Um, yeah. but I'm talking like my up, my upbringing, like as a kid, uh, like I, you know, like I said, where I'm from, it's, uh, it's much different. There's not as much opportunity. There's not as much things to get into as a kid. It was either be good at school or be good at sports. That's it. And I was not good at either. So it felt like I was taking L's, uh, for a long time. Um, but, you know, looking back, you know, like as I, you know, just turned 22 the other day, getting old, uh, and I look back and I'm like, you know what? I'm like, I'm like, damn, you know, all the things that uh, growing up I, I was told, like I was, it's not that I thought that these were bad things. I was, they, they were put there by teachers and, you know, parents, stuff like, uh, like I thought I, they, everybody told me like, you're not going anywhere. You know what I mean? But like deep down, I always knew that I was. Like when I look back on it, I really always knew I was. <clears throat> I always knew I was a gifted communicator. I always knew I I had uh, I had I had gifts, but uh, I just didn't know how to really, you know, utilize them back then. Right. Yeah, I think uh, that's an interesting point to, to uh, dive a little deeper into is that like when you're born, you're a blank slate, and uh, there's a lot that we can learn from children and from. Um, from young children especially mm-hmm. because you know they're born a blank slate if you think about it, like kids will go up to random people and ask them stupid questions and they're not scared to embarrass themselves and they're no. not scared to try something and fail you never you would never tell a, a kid uh, you know a, a, a toddler who can't walk that keeps falling down uh, just give up on it you're not yeah exactly just figure it out a different way to get around mm-hmm. you know so and there's a lot that we learn throughout our lives, like you were saying, like you know, like in your experience, you were you were taught that if you're not, you know, if you're not an athlete or 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 scholar, then you, you're kind of doomed for life. Yeah. And so a lot of our life, we have to unlearn what we what we've been taught, and we have to be conscious um, of our uh, of our story, which is basically just what we expect of ourselves, what we think of ourselves based on what you know everyone else has been telling us. I love age. it. You're right. So. You're right. Yeah, you know, our sto- the story that you tell yourself is often the story that plays out. You know, like, 100%. you know, as a personal trainer, especially, I got to see this one a lot. Um, the whole, oh, I'm just big boned. I've always been this way. And uh, 
it's a story that people tell themselves and that's why they can't lose weight. It's not because you're incapable of losing weight. Like, yeah, does somebody have a faster metabolism than you? Yeah. You know, are there variables? Yeah. But you're not born big boned. Like, your skeleton is big. You're telling me your skeleton is fatter than mine. It's ridiculous. So, you know, it's just, it's just a story that people tell themselves. You know, if you tell yourself that you're a drug addict loser, then you're going to stay a drug addict loser. If you tell yourself that you're the chosen one, like I tell myself, then good things might happen. Yeah. And I think uh, a lot of that goes back to the connection between beliefs, thoughts, and actions. Mm. And what you, and they're all intertwined. It's kind of like stream one way and the other way. And what I mean by that is like your, your beliefs, what you believe about yourself, which goes back to the story that you, that you're told and that you have about yourself mm-hmm. leads to your thoughts. So if you think you're a loser or if you, if you believe you're a loser, yes. you're going to think you're a loser in different aspects of your life. Mm-hmm. And then when you go out and there's going to be a test or there's going to be a chance to perform, you're going to perform like a loser. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean to throw that term around, like I'm not trying to degrade anyone. Or Absolutely. Anything, you know, it just the term loser, you know, is pretty wide and you can, you can um, apply it to different things. And it goes the other way also where, you know, your beliefs are your thoughts are your actions, but then also your actions. If you go and achieve something great, you start thinking, wow, I did that. Yes. I didn't realize I could do that. And then you start believing that, oh, I'm the kind of person that can do that. Yep. I really, I really just did it. Obviously, I'm the kind of person that can do that. You're right. And so it's really important to... You know, your beliefs are part of your subconscious mind, so it's really hard to tap into them right away. But the easiest way to tap into them is to go backwards from your actions, your thoughts, to your beliefs. Mm. And, and and that's why, actually, I really like the morning routine is because I take action and then I start thinking, wow, I'm, I'm the kind of person that does yoga every morning. Yeah, um, exactly. What I didn't get to was... Uh, Number six on my day on my morning routine is uh, taking a cold shower. Yeah, so huge fan. So for, for the yeah, so for the past month, I've, I've taken only cold. I, I think I took a couple of hot showers, like as my second shower of the day, if I did a workout or something. Yeah. But every morning, I, I took a, a ice cold shower, just cold water. Huge fan. And, uh, did it for a long time. Huge fan. Do, yeah, actually, I want so I want to ask you about um, your experience with cold with cold water and with Wim Hof and what you. Um, what your takeaway is about that. Wow. Uh, so f- for anybody who has never heard of the Wim Hof uh, breathing technique, I highly encourage that you YouTube it. Um, just type in Wim Hof breathing because, uh, you know, he can explain it much better than I can. But long story short, like I said earlier, the breath is really the kite of the mind and even the subconscious mind in particular. And you can really change your entire state um, simply through breath. And then the cold shower, the cold water, so he explains it as the cold water allows you to tap in to the reptilian part of your brain. Um, there's, so our, our lives have become so comfortable as human beings, you know what I mean? Like heated homes, heated cars, air conditioning. You know, we don't, we're not out, you know, you gotta think of like our ancestors were literally like in the ice age like evading saber-toothed tigers and like, you know, looking for food in the snow. Like we're built to do a lot more than we think we are. You know, people have these limiting beliefs about themselves just because they've been in a comfortable setting their whole life. But you ask people who get uncomfortable, people who do extreme sports or people who run marathons or Ironmans, they'll tell you the human body is capable of 
unbelievable things. It's your mind yeah. that's stopping you. So that cold water allows you to tap into a part of of your being uh, that otherwise, you know, would be hard to reach. And and it it really it opens you up and gives you new insights. I really love my morning routine for a while there, but the whole thing took like an hour. That was the problem was I would do 30 minutes of this Wim Hof breathing uh, where essentially you don't breathe for minutes on end with no air in the lungs. You breathe out and then you sit there calmly for like, and I could never hold my breath for more than like 30 seconds. I was sitting there for three minutes, no breathing, completely relaxed. Then end that with a cold shower and you're a beast mentally. You know what I mean? Like, and it just gives you new insights. And the whole time you're sitting there in that cold water or holding your breath, you know, you're having these this inner dialogue with yourself where you're diving really deep into your subconscious. And I really, really like that. And I think it helped me out a lot. That's great. For me, yeah, I, I, I gotta, I gotta um, try the Wim Hof breathing. I've, I've never, I've never done that, but uh, it's. I think you find videos and- yeah, he has an app you can download too, but I really highly recommend, uh, if you watch him on, uh, don't watch the Joe Rogan podcast, it's not good to be honest with you, um, but Wim Hof on Russell Brand, um, if you've ever heard of Russell Brand, yeah, dude, yeah. Though, uh, that's a really good podcast, and then Wim has a ton of stuff on his own, I'm a huge fan of Wim Hof, um, and a huge fan of that, so it's just, for me, I'm just trying to find a nice, still trying to find some sort of balance, because you know, as much as I would love to be a hippie that just sits around and breathes and hugs people, I also am trying to, like, run businesses and, you know, create things. So, like, there's, for me, my issue is there's not enough time in the day. That pretty much is what it yeah. comes down to. Um, but I need to get back on my breathing, absolutely. Yeah, you're not breathing enough, bro. You got it. I know I catch myself like every little thing I'm doing now like I'll just be sitting here working on the computer and people will be looking at me I'm over here like (gasps) like getting my you know just like breathing it feels good like for the I can't believe I went 21 years without ever deep breathing I think it's something that we need to be taught at a young age I teach my three-year-old daughter like when she's like all like you know I'm like deep breath Ellie because she you know she's very uh high energy like me she's very you know she's always like <laughs> and like just like right like you know she's three what do you expect and and she's also related to me and her mom's the same way so you know she's very hyperactive so I've been trying to teach her the deep breathing too and she likes it she goes ah she's like yeah it feels good <laughs> that's awesome i think it's great, it's great you're teaching your daughter that kind of stuff at such a young age dude she's gonna having a kid changes your whole life uh, I had my daughter at 18, for people yeah. who don't know, and that, I mean, it life-changing, man. I mean, it changes my whole perspective on life, and then also, it, you know, all of my actions map back to how will this affect my daughter's life. Love it. I mean, and it's, it's just the truth, but then the one thing you struggle with when you're as ambitious as me is you struggle with the work-life balance, because you're like, okay, I'm, I'm making all of this happen for my daughter, but at the same time, I need to make time for my daughter as she's growing up. You know what I mean? So it's like trying to find that uh, there's a yin and a yang to it. And I'm really, really – and I know a lot of you know people who have kids that are extremely ambitious say this too. Their biggest struggle in life is the work-life balance. And I can attest to that. Absolutely. Yeah. I think um, trying to achieve balance in life is like – 
I think one of the one of the keys to doing that is to be super present in the moment. Mm-hmm. So, for example, like when you're with your daughter or when you're with your friends or when you're with other people, you need to be a hundred percent there. I agree. And you're gonna be thinking like, oh man, I gotta like get back and do some work later, or oh, I gotta you know call this person and, and do something else, or yep. I gotta I should go to the gym. Then what's gonna happen is when you go to work, then you're gonna be like, oh man, I really wish I was hanging out with my friends, or I really wish I could take a break and do something else, you know. And then you're really not gonna be able to give it your all you know, I agree what what's in front of you and I had to learn that you know like because I used to not do I used to be like you know I'd be with my daughter and I'd like you know I'd be like thinking like oh I gotta do this as soon as she leaves or it's like as soon as we wake up I gotta like do you know but now I'm gonna I'm, I am I will say I'm, I'm doing much better with that so you know like <clears throat> even the other day uh, Thursday my birthday like I said we all <clears throat> sorry everybody that works here, who's, you know, these people are close, the closest people to me, um, pretty much, and we all, you know, we went out to an awesome, awesome restaurant about an hour away, we went out on a boat ride, and we just, I mean, I, I soaked up every second of it, I was, you know what I mean, there wasn't any part of me that was like, oh, I'm ready for work tomorrow, there was not one part of me that yeah. was thinking that, I was, I was, I, I sobbed all night, like, once I got home, because I was just so happy, so, and you know, and I do that same thing with the time I spend with my daughter now, you know, so, it's, uh, just learning to find that balance, it's taken me, you know, a while, but working on it, it'll be a forever, you know, changing process, so. 100%. Yeah, that's kind of, you know, that's kind of like the beauty of life is like that, we, uh, we are a forever changing, um, you know, entity, Yeah. and we need to, you know, instead of thinking like, like you, you know, you you set a goal, you work towards it, hopefully you achieve it, and then as soon as you achieve it, you need to set a bigger goal and keep moving. And the you know, once you realize that, is that like the beauty is that you'll never get there, mm-hmm. and life is the journey of just trying to better yourself and working towards the next level, whatever that means. Yeah. Like as soon as you realize that, everything just kind of like becomes really nice, and you're like, oh, this like I'm gonna be doing this forever. Right. I'm gonna be trying to push myself to better myself. And, and that's just uh, what life's really all about. I agree. I don't know if you've seen my posts. Uh, some of my posts lately, I you know, I say it all the time. I feel like I always say, you know, when I'm like showing the like the great things we have going on here, I feel like I always end it with, I'm nowhere close to where I want to be, but there's satisfaction in knowing that I'm on the right path. Because yeah. I've felt lost in life many times. Uh, and uh, I'll tell you what, I don't right now. I feel like I know exactly what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Like I wake up yeah. on a mission. I know what needs to be done. By the way, shout out Sunrays 26702 here uh, is my grandmother. And wow. she it's also Spencer's grandma. Uh, we wow. And she she's amazing. She knows how awesome she is. She is she's the I'm the byproduct of of her, to be honest with you guys. Like all the awesome. all the positivity and all the like her her coined phrases seize the day. That used to be her. You remember when cell phones uh, like first came out and you could add a little um, what was a signature to it? Like hers was seize wow. the day. Like she, wow. yeah, yeah. So that's awesome. Yep, that's my Mimi. Is this is this the same grandmother that baked you those cookies? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yep. Right, so that extra extra props to her, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's definitely the goat of all grandmas, in my opinion. I'm sure everybody says about their grandma, but, you know, she's awesome. Right, Spencer? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's crazy. 
So, hello, Mimi. <laughs> thanks, thanks for tuning in. You know what? That's funny you say that. I, I think I have seen an episode or two of that. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I think I have seen an episode of two or two of that of the Impact Theory. I do know what you're talking about. Um, yeah, it's 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 great. Um, so someone I was watching before that uh, on Instagram, he goes by Omar the Rockstar. His name is Omar Elatar, uh, but he has a show called The Passionate View. And so basically, he um, he's a smaller name. But he uh, does a lot of awesome uh, interviews with all the, you know, all the big people in social media, from mm-hmm. um, Grant Cardone to Ed Milet, um, Bobby Castro. I saw recently Sam uh, Batiar. But there's like so many, so many, so many people that are that are really cool. And so it's just it's just a cool opportunity to kind of like get in the room with those people and mm-hmm. hear you know what their thoughts are. And a lot of times, like, the takeaway for me, at least, is not even, like, what, how they answer questions, but, sorry, not what they say, but how they say it. Yes. So you can learn a lot about, you know, how they carry themselves, what mm. they, you know, whatever. But just, like, being in that room with them virtually uh, is really cool. Yeah, uh, I agree. Then, um, I like that. recently, I also started um, consuming a lot of Ed Milet. Um, he has his show, Max Out that I really like. Um, he, he's an awesome dude. He's super passionate and super, like, uh, uh, emotional. And he, for the longest time, actually, I didn't realize I was watching the show, and I was like, wait a minute, what is his business? Like, a lot of these people get very successful out of business, and then they do a YouTube show. Right. I, like, I, just, I didn't just realize he never once even mentioned what his business is. And he, um, I think he said by the age of 30, he was making seven figures by 40 he was making eight figures and what he does he um had a financial services business which is not at all related to what he talks about in his right show. so I thought that, that was kind of cool yeah that is super interesting yeah but there's so much good content on uh, you know out there yeah and i agree and you know just to uh to, we've we've gone way over what we said we were gonna do but we'll go the full hour um you know, one thing, like for me, what Gary Vaynerchuk did for me was <clears throat> he allowed me to be 100% comfortable in my own skin. Because um, I always, I was always comfortable with myself, like in school. Um, like, you know, I gave up popularity because I also wanted to be friends with, you know, the kids who weren't cool. Like I, like I just had a, I just had a really, 
I don't know. I had to be comfortable in my own skin or I would have never survived. Um, but, you know, yeah. but he, you know, his content and really understanding where he was coming from and learning more about his um, childhood, I really related with it a lot. And uh, it, that's what really allowed me to be able to put myself out there and really not care about the judgment and just, you know, be myself. Um, but anyway, one thing I do want to touch on is, although I, I think it's really awesome, you know, to consume content like we talked about, um, I also think that some of my greatest joy has come from not watching content and doing it and making my own content. And I know that might not yeah. be um, the case for everyone, but I think that there's great joy in creating something. Like, you know, I, I did my first vlog yesterday and I was up late finishing it and I got it uploaded on YouTube and like, I just want to watch it all day. Like, cause I'm just like, so like, just like a body of work, you know what I mean? Like a nine minute body of work that I put together. There's huge satisfaction in that. So, uh, I think if you are consuming content and you're getting motivated, but then as soon as it comes off, you're like, you know, back down there, I think you should try creating something, whether that be a video, a written word, you know what I mean? Like just speak your truth, you know, like typing long form paragraphs within Instagram, Facebook, like, you know, do that right if you're not, you know, charismatic or comfortable in front of a camera. But if you are, yeah. you know, make a video, like just create something. I think that that, uh, I think creating things cures a lot of, uh, a lot of dissatisfaction within oneself. Yeah, I think, I think that's a really cool point. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, you know, you like in, in, you know, like growing your business and everything, you know, there's great satisfaction in that and creating something and building something. uh, And it's a satisfaction that you can't get just out of listening to someone, you know. Thank you. I appreciate that. I think uh, actually I'm happy you, I'm happy you mentioned that because like for me I don't uh, I don't tend to you know create content I don't um, I have one here with you which I love I have really good time you know talking about the stuff that uh, that we both you know, are passionate about mm-hmm. um, but you know I'm not I, I'm not a content creator but I'm happy that you mentioned because I was trying to think as you're saying that I was thinking like huh I wonder like should I or like do I or do I not but I'm happy that you mentioned about you know creating business. Mm-hmm. Because that is something that is something that I you know am involved in creating every day. Right. And um, so, so I guess I guess you don't have to necessarily create content. Right. Or you know, but you create something is creating something new. Yeah. Right. You know, like uh, you know, one of, one of our guys, um, Logan, just walked in and he makes zero content for the internet. You know, he's very quiet, but he makes beats. You know what I'm saying? He makes beats, and that's a form of creation. You know what I mean? And that, I'm, you know, and he gets big joy out of that, right, Logan? Yes, sir. Absolutely. So it doesn't have to be necessarily creating content. Um, you know, from I've found that I really enjoy it. But you know, creating businesses like you know, Caleb, our fearless leader, he uh, he create. He doesn't even have a Facebook, bro. Like he doesn't have anything. Um, yeah. But he creates business and creates you know he creates business and that's that's his thing so i think if you are lost you need to start making i think you need to make things the reason i was laughing is because uh not because caleb doesn't have a facebook but because i've heard you mention it a couple of times and every time you're like yo this guy doesn't even have 
Yeah, I mean, like, like, well, because when I say he doesn't have social media, you know, people are probably thinking, like, oh, I'm sure he has a Facebook. Like, no. Yeah. Nothing. You can't find this guy. Uh, Does he have a social security number? Is this guy, like, completely off the grid? Or? Listen, I don't even know if he's human. I don't think he does have a social security number. I think he's I think he's from a different planet. He has a serial number, though. That's all. A ser- yeah, yeah. If you turn over his wrist, you'll see some numbers right here. Did you? Uh, That's what works for him, right? Yeah, uh, that's great. Yeah, you know, I think, I think it all comes down to self-awareness. At the end of the day, Uh, you need to know. You, I think that I think the biggest thing that I can give people here, um, that I and like, you know, I'm I'm not a guru of any sort. Uh, I'm just speaking on personal experience. Uh, shit. I totally just lost my train of thought. Not even gonna lie, I just totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> Forget it. Let's move on. Wow, I can't believe I forgot that. It's gonna be good. We'll come back to it. We've been going for some time, so I just want to get to a couple of points that I wanted to make. If you don't mind, go for it. I think. I think the most important thing about mindset, which is the topic that we're talking about today is to be conscious of your thoughts Mm. and uh, I think we have something like 60,000 thoughts every day and the vast majority of those thoughts are the same thoughts that we had the day before Mm -hmm. so what happens is we we have our story we have our life experiences and whatnot and and then we you know have our thoughts throughout the day and then the next day we just run the program all over again and without you know, I like to think of it as like the um, subconscious mind is like the program running in our in our brain, mm-hmm. and then our conscious mind, which is us, is the user. Let's say using the program. I like that. So the program can just run, and you know you don't have to do anything, and you just go through your day and go through your thoughts and whatnot. But you you know, um, as a user, you have an opportunity to kind of jump into the program or reprogram it yes. or to say, you know, let's take this out or let's do that differently or whatnot. So yes. I think it's really important to be to be conscious of what you're thinking. I agree. And I catch myself all the time just like be like, wait a minute. I'm having I'm having negative thoughts right now. I'm in a, I'm in I'm in this space where I'm just like doubting myself or I'm thinking it's not gonna work or and I'm like, oh this this is stupid. This sucks. But mm-hmm. I'm so happy that I was able to cut it off and realize what I'm thinking and then take a step back and just and just just get rid of that negative thought so so it, the, if I could if I could suggest for the people that are going to be hearing this the most important thing that you can do is be conscious of your thoughts mm. and and as often as you can just check in with yourself and say what am I thinking about what have I been thinking about mm-hmm. have I been worrying or have I been excited about what's going to happen I agree that's, bro I think that's the biggest uh, big, most important thing yeah, I love you, bro. That was good. Uh, like, and that and and that le- that leads me to what my I think is the most important thing that I've discovered in my 22 years thus far, and that is that your intuition will never lie to you, never. And it sounds uh, corny. Like growing up, I would hear that, and I would like I didn't believe it. You know what I mean? But like it is like you listen, go with your gut every time. Like your mind is not right most of the time but what you feel inside is, is right and if you and you know i i wish i could tell you how to there's no way to teach that i don't think 
Um, I, I feel like I, I feel like it's something that I, I really don't know how you get that, how you get to be able to, but I, I, I think that if you feel like you deep down, you know, something's right before that second thought pops in your head, you need to act on the first one. Yeah. Whatever comes to your gut is what you need to go with. And I think that's why so many people are unhappy because when you're in a situation where you're doing something that you truly don't want to do or that you truly don't feel like is, is what you're meant to be doing, that can lead to a lot of unhappiness. And I see it firsthand in a lot of my peers and stuff. You know, people who are in college right now taking on it. Like, you know, like I said, from my hometown, it was either be good at sports or, you know, go to school. They put college on a pedestal. Um, and I know so many people that I went to school with who are depressed as fuck right now, um, who are in school, who are $100,000 in debt. Um, they're gaining a ton of weight now because they're so unhappy. Um, they've developed drinking problems because they're so unhappy. And, and I think it all, I honestly think that that all stems from going against what you know is right and doing what you feel like someone else uh, wants you to do. And I think that that's never, I, I think having those tough, con- like, you know, for, you know, when I went against the grain, when all my friends were going to college and, you know, I told my, told everybody and had to tell my parents like everything, like, no, I'm not doing this. Like, even though everybody wanted me to, you know, wanted me to do things, I told them like, no. And like, it was tough and it's still, you know, has, there's still conflict within some of my relationships. Um, you know, they're getting better, but it's like, I think you need to have those tough conversations. I think you need to have those um, moments where you tell people, like, no, I'm not going to do this just because you want me to do This is what I want to follow. I, th- I think the the amount of people who truly follow what they are actually passionate about in life is very slim. Yeah, I think it's very few, and I think that's why there's so much unhappiness going around. Like, like I said, I'm not where I want to be, but I know that I'm doing what I want to do. I know that I'm living life on my terms, and that's why I find it. I struggle to be upset, Michael. I struggle to be yeah. sad. It's really hard. Like I'm, because I'm so grateful and so happy to be on the path that I'm on. Because um, I know that I'm doing it my way and not anybody else's way. So there's satisfaction in that. And I know it's easier said than done. Um, but I, I think that you need to follow your intuition and do what you know is right. And that will lead to a happy life. And even if that means giving up short-term success, I had to learn that too. Because um, there's, you know, there's people who chase money, but they're not doing something that they want to do. And, uh, you know, in a couple of years, they're going to be burnt out and unhappy. So uh, I think stick to your truth, follow your intuition, uh, and don't look at what anybody else is doing or what anybody else has, you know. Your friends who seem like they made it, you know, while you're still trying to figure out what you want to do, like, they're just fronting. Everybody's everybody's just acting out here, you know. They're just a better actor than you. That's really all it is. Um, yeah. Nobody has it figured out. Yeah, no one has it figured out, but even if... Even if it seems like someone does have it figured out, comparing yourself to them is not going to help you. No. You know, you want to compare yourself today to yourself yesterday. That's Yes, I agree. And if you, if you feel like you're moving in the right direction compared to what you were doing yesterday, and it really just takes that much time to get up and do something or, or make the right decision. Say, you know what, I'm going to eat a salad today instead of eating a burger. Yep. Or, you know what, I'm going to go on a long walk or a long run or something right now. Yes. And, and as soon as you do that, you get it over with. It sucks. It's annoying. The salad doesn't taste as good as the burger, let's say, if you believe that. Yeah. And the walk is going to, you know, you're, while you're walking, you're like, oh, shit, I should go back and do some work. Or while you're running, you're, you know, your, your leg hurts. But then after it's over, you're like, oh, that was awesome. Yeah. I made the right decision. 
I stuck to my gut. I did what I knew was right, mm-hmm. and I'm better than I was before because I'm already on a new trajectory. I'm already making steps in the right direction. I love that, bro. I love that you said uh, right now too. Too many people overthink. You know, you have that. You get that intuitive feeling that you should do something, and then you say, "Okay, well, uh, when I'm as soon as I'm done with this, then I'll get to it," and then it goes yeah. away. And that because what happens is your intuition comes in, right? And I believe that your intuition never lies to you. So you get that feeling of what you need to do. But then as soon, the second that you put it off, all the negative thoughts start creeping in. All the, uh, well, you don't really need to do that. Or, oh, you're fine where you're at. Those thoughts come in and that's what ruins it. So I like that you said right now. As soon as you get that intuitive, it feels right. You know, you'll know, you know when something feels right. And then another thing I've learned is that just because something is right does not mean it's going to be easy or comfortable. There's plenty, like, dude, you know, I, so like I said, I I feel like one thing I'm really good at is communicating with people and like, kind of like feeling people's vibes and, you know, emotional intelligence. And like, I have, like, dude, I've had some really tough, like conversations that I didn't want to have, but I knew it needed to happen. You know what I'm saying? Um, so just because something is right doesn't mean it's going to be comfortable. So if you feel something's right, you need to do it no matter how uncomfortable it is. There's a difference between right and wrong and comfortable and uncomfortable. They're not synonymous. You know what I mean? Something can be right and extremely uncomfortable and something can be extremely comfortable, but be wrong. I I would even take that step further and say most things that are going to be right are going to be uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You're right. you know, to achieve greatness, you really need to uh, change your relationship with pain and with discomfort. Yeah. Um, and I think the one person that kind of embodies that the most uh, is going to be David Goggins. Oh, who, I love Goggins. Who is a beast. He's, He's a, like coined as the toughest man on earth. And it's all and mental toughness. That's where it tough. starts. Mental toughness. That dude is mentally... Like, if you looked at his body, you'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, he's in shape or whatever. But it's yeah. mental, man. That dude does crazy shit. Crazy stuff. I mean, we can, uh, you know, I've heard plenty of his interviews. I read his book. Actually, I'm looking forward to listening to the audio version of his book because I hear he goes into a little more depth. It's not just reading verbatim um, what he wrote. But, uh, but, yeah, he is a beast. Like, you, it's basically, you know, I would say the main takeaway from, from uh, learning – from David Goggins is that it, it you know so sorry one, one step back is it's so interesting like a lot of mindset a lot of motivation a lot of uh, this type of stuff is so simple and everyone knows it yeah it's not you're not gonna you're not gonna be reading a mindset book and be like oh my god that blew yeah. my mind yeah you're gonna be like oh this is obvious yes this is you know everyone knows it but it's about you, there's so many different levels to know things on you know like for example everyone knows that if you want a six pack you have to do a bunch of sit-ups every day. <laughs> and you yeah, need to not eat, like, shit. It's very simple. Like, I, yeah, don't eat like shit. Like, honestly. How many, people, how many people do that? Uh, very few. Exactly. Like, I love that you say that because, like, when Gary Vee comes out and does his keynotes, he says... The framework of what I'm about to say is very simple. It would be like if I were to, if this were a fitness conference. I would say, you want to lose weight? Don't eat like shit and work out every day. And that would be it, and it would be over with. And I love that, because it's, it's the, like, and I was a personal trainer, and I'll even tell you firsthand, like, all that, a lot of it is just fabricated to make fee- people feel like they're doing something different. When in reality, it's like, dude, literally, like, work out, and 
don't eat dog shit. <laughs> That's it. I mean, the moral of the story. I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, not actual dog shit. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you ever seen Step Brothers? Yeah, yeah. I'll lick the white dog shit if you leave us alone, Mr. Oh, Gardaki. <laughs> I think we got like seven minutes till they kick us off here. Okay. Is there anything else you wanted to get to? Um, two, two quotes uh, that I really like that I wanted to uh, that wanted to drop. Um, one is by Jim Rohn. So for those of you guys that don't know who Jim Rohn is, Jim Rohn is or uh, was. I believe he's passed, but Jim Rohn uh, is Tony Robbins' mentor. Yes. So when Tony Robbins was a young kid, he actually worked for Jim Rohn at his seminars and learned from him and then went on to become the great person he is. So uh, what, what Jim Rohn says, I mean, he's also great at putting things really simply. What Jim Rohn says is, if you want things to change, you must change. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Simple. It's stupid. It's simple. But it's right? true. But it's true. The, you're in charge of your life. If you want the things around your life to change, you have to change yourself. You have to change the kind of person you are. You have to change the kind of things you're doing. You have to change the things you believe. Yes. And then, as soon as you change that, then the things around you will change. Yeah. Just I, I don't want I don't want to take too much time, but just an example from my own life. Like I told you this time last year, I was literally in a completely different place. I had to do that, it, and it all came to, like by the grace of God. It happened, but I, 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 I made a decision in my. I just made a decision, like I want to change my life. Like I don't, I want to live a different life than I'm living right now. And I literally changed every single thing about myself. Like even how I look. Like people see me and they don't even like recognize me. Like everything's different. I had to change everything. And uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's going. I could not be happier with that change. Um, but, yeah, that's very true. I, I had to change everything in my life, what I was doing, how I was thinking, how I was doing things. I had to change it all. And it changed my life. Yeah, I, I, like you, I like that you use the word decision. Decision, the word had two parts of it, D and decision. The word decision, people who are surgeons, I'm sure we have a bunch of surgeons that are following you. Decision is a cut, right? So when you decide something, when you make a decision, you cut off <clears throat> all other options and you just focus on what you've committed to. Yeah. And so that's really important that when you make a decision, you stick to it. Yeah. And that goes back to, that goes back a couple steps back to um, your own mind and your own self-confidence is that when you say you're going to do something, you have to do it. Yeah. Because if you don't do it, what you're doing is you're teaching your subconscious mind that you're a bullshit artist. Yeah. You're telling yourself that you are not going to achieve the things that, that you're thinking about or the things you're committing to. I've been there. So, I've been there in life. Yeah, I've, I've, I've been there plenty of times as well. And it's really important to not commit to things that you're not going to do. It's okay to not commit to everything. Mm -hmm. But if you're not going to do it, then don't tell yourself you're going to do it. Tell yeah. yourself you're not going to do it and then commit to not doing it. I love that. Because, yeah. I was listening to uh, Casey Neistat and Gary Vee last night talk about um, learning to say yes and no at appropriate times. Because there's too many people yeah. who all default to no, and there's a lot of people who default to yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, in the in the business land, you know, me and you see a lot of people who default to yes. They just say yes to everything. Um, but I think that there's even more people who default to no. You know what I mean? Like, hey, you want to go? No. Hey, you want? No. Like, they just default right. to no. 
um, because they don't like putting themselves out there. And then there's a lot of people who default to yes, like I have found myself doing many times in my life just because I want to, like I'm crippled by people being upset with me. So it was, you know, for my whole life, I was a, a you know, a yes, yes kind of person. Yeah. But if you overcommit and you let people down and you let yourself down, that's not that's not good either. Exactly. So it's important to, to to commit to what you're going to say you're going to commit to. I agree with you. Uh, one more one more quote that I wanted to, to drop was uh, by uh, Bob Proctor, who also is another like uh, older generation um, mentor in this space. Mm-hmm. And uh, what he says is is also really interesting. Again, really simple, but it hits home is don't wish for it to be easier. Wish for yourself to be better. Love it. And a lot of times in life, I, I used to catch myself more often than now, just thinking like, damn, I really wish this run would be over, or mm-hmm. I really wish this test was easier, or I really wish building a business was easier. Mm-hmm. And then you have to change that. To, it is what it is. The yes. run is the run. The diet is the diet. The business is the business. But you have to be stronger. Mm-hmm. And you have to change your mindset in order to, to get yourself to the point where you realize that you are ready to achieve greatness and then you just go and do it. Yeah. And so you want to work on yourself. Going back to what we were saying, you you know, working on yourself is, is, is a lifelong journey. And the more you work on yourself, the better prepared you will be. And then in contrast, the things around you will be easier because you will be better. Yes. I love it. And just, just uh, give my two cents on it really quick before they boot us off here. Um, yeah. I, I, in my, so I don't know what anybody's religious views are here, but um, kind of going to that, you know, I was raised in church, and I'll never forget one thing I heard definitely changed the way I looked at life, and it was uh, stop praying for things to be easier and pray for the strength to get through it. There it is. So that's it. Um, I, I mean, I think those kind of go hand in hand. Um, yeah. You know, because, you know, there's many times where I would be like, oh, God, just let this end or whatever it is, you know, and, and now it's more of, you know, just give me the strength and we're going to get through this. Um, but anyway, guys, we only got 40 seconds left before they boot us off here at Jarrett's thoughts is where the podcast audio version of this show will be. Um, and then you can also obviously come back and rewatch it here. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, we will be back probably maybe midweek on Wednesday morning or something like that to talk Amazon. Um, hopefully our schedules can align. Um, I know we'll both keep you posted on our pages as far as the time. Um, yep. Michael, thank you for coming on, brother. My pleasure. I really, nice I really, you. I really love talking to you. So yeah, same here. All right, we'll talk soon. We got five seconds left. Peace out, everyone. I'll talk to you later, right. brother. Take care.